Good morning. You can be seated. My name is Katie Smiley. I'm one of the shepherds on staff. And as Jeff mentioned earlier, today is a response Sunday. And if you've been around here for any length of time, you know that response Sunday means every three four months, depending on a little break in the scriptures or when we feel it's appropriate, we take a service dedicated to remembering the scripture we've learned, remembering the things that God is doing in our own lives, the things that God is doing in our communities, and we talk about them up front. It's not just a way for us to um, have more people involved or to do something different on a Sunday. It's rather a chance for us as a community to pause and reflect and worship God through remembering his work. And so that's what we're doing this morning. And I just want to give you a little heads up as the flow of things. If you're like me, sometimes you'd rather someone tell you what to expect. Amen. So we're going to talk at first here um, a little bit about Genesis, what we've been learning in Genesis, tying that in with where we are in the church calendar on Palm Sunday. Um, And that's my role this morning. And then we're going to hear stories from different people in our community that are talking through this theme that Jeff mentioned earlier of expectation, how we have different hopes and dreams and we're watching God work, but in our humanity, we don't always know exactly how things are going to work out. Um, Genesis is written as a narrative. So narratives in scripture tell us how things happened, but there are certainly places in Genesis where I wish I had a little more information, and I'm sure you did too. But a narrative's written in order to take us down a road, to help us learn something about God. And when Moses wrote Genesis, what he was trying to do was point us in a a direction to help us figure out who we are, who God is, where all this came from, and what our relationship with him ought to be like as we live our lives. Because it's a narrative, the same threads will weave their way through over and over again as we read through Genesis. And we've all seen that to be true. We've seen that God is creator. We've seen the sinfulness of humankind in every character of the narrative of Genesis. We've seen this beautiful and intricate way that God has used all of his creation the ones that seem like good guys and the ones that seem like bad guys, he uses them all to his glory and for his purposes. Whether they seem like they're inside or outside, God knows everything about them and he knows exactly where they belong in human history. We've also started to begin to understand God as a God of covenant and what that means that his faithfulness never ends, and he always keeps his promises. So in this Response Sunday, we're thinking about the chapters we've studied and read and gone over again since January. And we've learned a lot about the family of Abraham and the stories of his sons. And we've read about Isaac, the son of promise, and his sons, Jacob and Esau. And now we're starting to see the lives of Jacob's sons unfold. It's the beginning of this promise of God being fulfilled. One man, Abraham, 
with many descendants, just as God had promised, descendants that would bless the nations. And their lives have some of the same themes that the entire book of Genesis has for us. Abraham, a man who waited decades to become a father. He continued to trust God despite his circumstances, that God would fulfill his promise of many descendants and that those descendants would bless the earth. He trusted enough to bring his son Isaac on a journey up a mountain to be sacrificed. And yet God promised, excuse me, God himself provided the ram as a sacrifice. Isaac waited in faith and expectation to meet his wife, Rebecca, in an unfamiliar place. And Jacob, we've seen over the last many weeks, ventured out in hope, despite the conflict and the tension and the strain in his family and his circumstances, he went ahead, moving forward into a new land to begin a new life. In the stories we've read from scripture over the last few months, we've seen completely miraculous and supernatural uh, circumstances. God meeting people in unexpected places, him speaking through dreams, and engaging the characters in our narrative in supernatural ways. And also, it's been pretty clear to us that the people involved in these stories were pretty complicated. Amen? Yeah. They failed over and over again, but God was with them. And because they knew that God was with them, they were capable of stepping forward in faith and expectation. Knowing who God was gave them confident expectation that whatever step they would take, he would walk with them on the journey, no matter what happened. Isaac and Jacob trusted that God would fulfill his promises in the face of all the obstacles that they were facing, their bad decisions, just basically chaos in their human condition. Their life was far from perfect, but God also allowed them to wait. And sometimes that waiting was excruciating. Um, But their hope and their expectation fueled them forward so that they could keep taking steps of joy. As we mentioned, today is Palm Sunday, and it's given its name for the palms that the people of of Jerusalem waved in adoration of Jesus Christ as he entered the city, riding on a colt. It was the fulfillment of prophecy and a poignant moment of human history, right, that pointed to their hope in Messiah, the one who could save humanity from sin and death. The people of Israel hoped that God would bring them a real king, one with power and might, one who could save them from the bitter oppression that they faced at the hands of the authorities. They wanted a king and a ruler who would triumph in the face of political and social evil. They waited with expectancy, and as they waved their palms, their hearts expressed that hope. It was an expression of what was happening inside them. Um, A lot like Isaac and Jacob, the people living in the time of Jesus had a glimpse of God's plan, 
but not a perfect roadmap, right? They had their own biases, their own thoughts about how it should all roll out. They had no idea how the life of Jesus, their king, would end, how he would suffer and die. They could never have imagined how their redemption would work out. And if you're like me, I think you can relate. When we believe in Jesus, we have expectant hearts. We sang this morning about our worship of a God who will put all things right, who's in all things and through all things and holds all things together. We believe that. We trust it to be true. We know that God's goodness is over all. But we're also human beings who've been around the block a few times, long enough to know and to see the pain and the struggle and the all-around out-of-controlness our lives have to offer. I'm sure to a person, we've all wondered, how exactly is God going to work this out? for my good and his glory. What is he up to anyway? The narrative of Genesis points us to the heart of God, a God of hope, a God of covenant, who fulfills every promise he makes. In every pit, in every mountain, in every valley, he is there. And we see this as we think about Palm Sunday too and look towards Easter, the same God who breaks through our expectations is more than we could ever ask or think.